0: Hi, y'all. This is Carrie D. Welcome to the Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcast. Join me every Thursday for some much-needed encouragement, coffee, and conversation. It's my prayer that this podcast will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. Hey, if you're blessed each week by our podcast, make sure you check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. Then, share our podcast with some of your homeschooling friends who might need a little encouragement this week. You can also find me at my website, coffeewithcarry.org. So stick around, pour yourself a cup of coffee, put your feet up, and take a little coffee break with me. Let's get started. This week, I have the pleasure of talking with Stephanie Slade. Now, Stephanie is a homeschooling mama who's also the founder and organizer of the Northern California Homeschool Convention. She feels very strongly about the importance of equipping moms to educate their own at home and in helping moms make connections with other homeschooling families. So pour yourself a cup of coffee and join Stephanie and me for a little coffee and conversation about the difference between doing school at home and what true home education looks like. Let's get started. Well, hi Stephanie, how are you today? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me, Carrie. I am super excited to talk with you. Um, Met you last year, fell in love with you. I love your vision. I love your ministry. I love your personality. I love all of it. So I'm super excited that we get to talk and I get to share you with all the moms out there. So before we get started, just tell me a little bit about yourself, your family, and and how you got started homeschooling.
1: So I'm Stephanie Slade. Um, I'm a mom to two girls ages six and nine, and we've been homeschooling since the very beginning. Um, We decided that As we were looking at schools for our eldest, that nothing was really meshing well. And we were going to try homeschooling for one semester. And ironically, uh, COVID hit in March. And so God just kind of knew like this was coming and that we needed to do this before we decided to do it. And I'm so thankful and so blessed um, that he put this in front of me and I've been able to to give my family this education because when everybody else was dealing with the crazy world, mm-hmm. we didn't really get a beat and we had people we were still um, seeing and community we were, we were still building. So that part was really important. As far as philosophy, I think you mentioned you were wanting to kind of know a little bit about my homeschool philosophy. I'm kind of eclectic. When I first started, I, I thought I was going to be this very rigid, um, <laughs> we'll say, homeschooler who was going to try to mimic the public school. And I quickly realized this is not going to work. Um, and slowly kind of morphed into, I would say, Charlotte Mason's philosophy with a little bit of unschooling tied in there too. Um, I really try and have child led, but I also want to make sure that we're getting, you know, the academics in that I want to get in and having great books and great conversations. So that's kind of been my biggest influences in the last four, almost five years, Um, is Charlotte Mason and unschooling. But next year, we're jumping into Classical Conversations, which will be a blend of us continuing with Charlotte Mason and utilizing um, CC. And I'm really excited about this new philosophy that we're joining.
0: Yeah, when we started, uh, we did CC for a while as well. And so when people ask me the difference between Classical and Charlotte Mason, I always tell them, I personally think Classical Education is just Charlotte Mason on steroids. (laughs) for sure
1: i mean it's so much of the same stuff right you're you're reading great books you're memorizing you're doing um poetry you're doing art you're doing so much that charlotte
0: speaks about in her feast but you're doing it in a little bit different of a way right okay so that was a great segue into the first question i wanted to talk about um well actually with this whole podcast episode is about. So what do you think is the big because you said you you were thinking you were going to do school at home. So what do you think is really the biggest difference between homeschooling, and I say that in quotes, and home education? I think it's exactly what I mentioned.
1: You know, when you first get into homeschooling, you think the way to educate is to mimic the system that maybe you came from, if you came from a public school or even a private school setting, you don't really realize that you can't do that in the beginning. You you quickly realize that, but in the beginning, you really do try and mimic what you have had for yourself. And I personally realize that homeschooling and home education are so different from one another that... Home education is really a lifestyle, something that you're doing all the time together as a family. Learning doesn't really ever stop, opposed to homeschooling where maybe you're just teaching Monday through Friday and you do it from 10 to 2 and that's your schedule. And the learning maybe just doesn't continue throughout the day. It, it's only in that window. That's kind of how I would compartmentalize the two. For me, I think I've morphed into more of the home education where it's, it's a daily thing. It's a daily ritual. It's a lifestyle. It's something that isn't just nine to five and it's not just Monday through Friday. It really does encompass, you know, seven days a week from when they wake up to when they go to bed. So for me, that I think would be the biggest difference in my opinion. What about you?
0: Yeah. Home, home education. Uh, it really is. Like you said, it's a lifestyle. And it's something that you just you're actually doing life with your kids and you're teaching them more than the academics and you're teaching them um, about chores and habits and character and those beautiful things we talked about with Charlotte Mason, art and music and poetry and and just all these different um, things that you really want. If you want your kids to have a holistic education or you know whole education where there's just so much more involved you really are doing more of a home education than homeschooling and i know when i talk to moms and they the first thing i ask them is so tell me about your day What does your typical day look like and you know they they start rattling off and it sounds very much like school and it makes sense because most of us are not second generational homeschoolers So us weren't homeschooled. We were in some sort of traditional setting for education. And so we kind of that's our go to. Right. Um, So I'm always reminding moms, if you figure it out or God let you know that this type of education, this school down the street, this traditional schooling is not going to work for your kid. (laughs) Why are you modeling your home education after the very thing you're trying to escape from?
1: for sure.
0: So, but that's just our go-to. And so like you, a lot of moms, uh, eventually figure out that doing this nine to five, like you said, good Lord, if they're doing school from nine to five, Mm -hmm. (laughs) they're doing way more than school at home. Jeez, they're doing college. Uh, but yeah, but if the majority of your day are lessons, you're doing school at home. But if the majority of what you're doing with your family is your everyday stuff, your chores and helping grandma and going on errands and going to the park and playing outside, oh my goodness, uh, like free play, like what's Mm -hmm. that, you know, and and there's time to prepare the meals and clean. And if most of your day is that, and then an hour to two or maybe three hours if they're in high school or lessons. Then you're really doing more of a home education. So, like you said, it's a lifestyle. It's different. Yeah, yeah,
1: it is. It is, and it's it's so special and so unique that I think for first generation homeschoolers, it's hard for us to wrap our mind around the lifestyle in the beginning. Right, and like you said, we. We pool our kids, or we choose not to 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 do public school or private school because we want something different. But then we try and mimic it, and we realize quickly it doesn't work. And it takes time, I think, for everyone to kind of figure out their own groove. But I think it's really important for for parents to realize that we can't mimic what they're doing. Because it's really not serving the kids well. I mean, it's, it's giving them a t- like a tailor-made education, not um, a really unique and custom education that you get to give them at home, which I think is so, so important. And we're so lucky that we get that opportunity to give our kids.
0: Yeah, and homeschooling offers so much freedom and flexibility that I feel like when you do school at home, you're giving up an awful lot of those blessings and those freedoms and the flexibility that comes with you know what today mom's not feeling so hot so we're just going to sit on the sofa and read some books all day long you know yes. school at home then that's that's not in your agenda you know when you get to
1: oh i i have to stick to my schedule then it becomes like oh we didn't get to this okay now we have to add it in tomorrow where then it's like you're never feeling like you're keeping up and like you said just creating a lifestyle where learning becomes a part of your day and you integrate it throughout everything else from meals to stories to an errand that you've got to go run. There's still education in that.
0: Which leads me to the next question, uh, which is pretty similar, but why are you so passionate about educating children at home or this homeschooling movement?
1: So for me, I think that I have seen such a benefit to what this lifestyle provides family. I think for me growing up in a broken home with divorce, even though my parents were remarried, I didn't have that home family healthy life all the time. And so for me, Giving that aspect a part of homeschooling is so beautiful that you can give your family that time together. That part has been really important to me on why I've been passionate about home educating is we get to be together. And I'm not sending my kids away to be raised by someone else's morals that I don't know. That to me was really important that we were going to be able to instill, you know, our values, our morals, our faith in our kids. And being in public school all the time, you just wouldn't have that opportunity, truthfully. You maybe, you know, have some opportunity for discipleship, but I would say it would be more limited. And at a certain age, I think there's a statistic that says, I want to say around 10 years old, when they are in public school, they actually tend to go to their peers and their teachers, than coming to you as a parent. And that's something that I, you know, really wanted to make sure that, you know, my kids were coming to me with things, um, or my husband. So for me, you know, giving them a lifestyle of education and a well-rounded education was so important. And being able to serve, like, to teach that servant leadership heart um, and, and give back into the community, something that homeschool or excuse me, public school kids don't necessarily get that opportunity. You know, we get to serve in ways that most kids probably don't. And I do feel like my, because of that, you know, my kids have a huge appreciation for what they have, but also, you know, really want to serve others.
0: Yeah. I think you, you, hit the nail on the head in all of those areas but for me the the relationship aspect is gold. it's golden yeah. just the fact that I am with my kids or I was with my kids when we were homeschooling way more than anybody else was. We get to start from morning time until they go to bed uh, infusing in them what we believe and why we believe and um, and like you said it's a it's a better more natural way for kids to learn. Because when they're ready to learn, they can do it. And if they're not morning people, then they do their lessons or whatever in the afternoon or they can play. And so it's it's just more natural, I think, way to learn. Most
1: definitely. And I think, too, you know, for for some people might think as homeschoolers, we are, um, iso- we isolate, I, I hate to say that, like, isolate our children um but we're not it's it's we're really someone gave this quote to me recently and it's we insulate them over isolating them yeah right we are they're still going to be exposed to all of the things right but in time that they're capable of understanding it right can they understand it at five years old? Probably not. At 12, yes. So we have the gift to you know, insulate them, over-isolate them. And I think that's a huge, huge thing um, and gift that we get to give them as, as home educators.
0: Yep. And Jennifer Pepito, one of my favorite quotes that she says is that we're saving the world one homeschool kid at a time. <laughs> yes, we are. We are making world changers. These kids are
1: going to make such difference in such an impact um, in future generations. And I can't wait to see, you know, what these kids do. I won't be around for a lot of it, but, you know, I'll be around for some of it and it'll be really great to see. I'm excited.
0: Me too. All right. So what else I'm excited about is your Northern California homeschool convention. And so tell us what, what is your vision behind that and your reason for hosting it now the second year? So I'll be honest, I was wanting
1: to leave California and God put it on my heart that I was not to leave California and then I was going to serve my community. I serve on a leadership team right now um for a homeschool group that's quite large we serve about 700 children and 250 families and i had presented the idea to the team last year and all of them were like we love the idea but we don't want to do it you do it you know and and we'll support you and so i i kind of was like okay well god has put this on my heart and i'm going to abide and he is going to make a way for speakers for vendors for a space he put this on my heart. He's going to make a way for all of these things to happen. And we started planning in like April last year and had the event in July. And we had almost 300 families there. And it was incredible. And it really was with a vision to just serve families and encourage and equip them in the Northern California region. Because, you know, Southern California is quite a distance for families. Um, And asking them, you know, husbands to take time off and travel and costs and all that, it can be a little bit difficult. And so I really felt like there was a need here in Northern California for an event to be created to to serve these families. Hence, here we are two years later, and I'm so honored to be able to, to serve and continue serving homeschool families in this region. I'm excited.
0: I'm excited you're doing it. I went last year and it was It was heartwarming to see just how many moms were there and dads actually who were there. So it was great. So for those moms who are listening who live in Northern California or even in Oregon, Washington, Idaho, Nevada, even the corner of Montana uh, that feel like they want to take a drive and uh, spend some time in their summer coming to the Northern Homeschooling (laughs) Convention, um, Give us some details. So who's speaking? What are some of the sessions? When and where will it be? Who are the vendors? Give it to us. So, okay. So speakers, Carrie's
1: speaking. Carrie's doing two sessions for us. One on homeschooling hindsight. So she's going to share just tips and tricks that she's learned along the way. She's doing one on looping your schedules, which I know so many friends who loop their schedules and they love it, so I'm really excited for that. Um, Our keynotes this year are Drinda Wilson. She is gonna be doing a session on unhurried homeschooling and sustainable homeschooling. And then Julie Ross, which is the curriculum develop developer for A Gentle Feast, which is a Charlotte Mason um, curriculum, she's gonna be speaking on Charlotte Mason and the feast, and then also a session on getting out of the ruts. So, when, you know, we all get in those moments where. The year is just not going according to plan. We have this whole vision of how our year is going to go and it's just not going that way. So Julie's going to talk about, you know, getting unstuck and how to get out of these ruts that are kind of holding us back. Um, and then we've got about 30 other breakout sessions that are going to be offered to families. One thing that's really exciting this year is we're doing high school sessions and they are free for students to attend. So they do not need a ticket. Um, I just wanted to really serve high schoolers this year. And so we've got about six, eight different sessions for those high schoolers. So that's really exciting. The event's going to be in Rockland, California. So it's about 25, 30 minutes from Sacramento. So if you're looking to fly in, Sacramento Airport's going to be the closest. And then it's a two-day event. So Friday will be our family night, which will flow like an open house. People will have sessions that they can take, but they don't have to take. The vendor hall will be open and we have incredible vendors this year. I am just amazed with so many brands that are coming out to serve families in this region. Brands like Matthew C, Bookshark, Oak Meadow, Right Start Math, Teaching Textbooks, Mr. D's Math Online, The Right Journey, a lot of local um, enrichment facilities. So Northern California Enrichment Centers, some PSPs will be there, um, Family Protection Ministries, and Chia will be there. So Classical conversations is going to be there. So it's going to be a really incredible vendor hall this year. I'm really excited for that aspect.
0: Yeah, so am I. And I'm glad you already told us about the Friday night because that's different from what you did last year. But I feel like that's going to be like the most important part of the weekend because mamas just sometimes they they have trouble finding other homeschoolers. And then once they do find other homeschoolers, it's hard to find other homeschoolers that are like-minded. Mm -hmm. and have the same kinds of interests and values. And so what you're going to be providing on Friday night, I think is extra special. And that's something that you normally don't find when you go to other larger um, national types of conventions. So you're able to pull um, a lot of the locals together to help them make connections.
1: I thought that was going to be really important. And, And when we took feedback from last year, That's one thing that we do post event is is we do send out a a survey and get feedback from people and they wanted, you know, more opportunities to connect with people. And so that is where Friday kind of came into play. But I'm also really excited to share that on Saturday after our keynote, our first keynote in the morning, um, we're going to play a game, which is going to sound so cheesy, but in our homeschool group, every year we do this kickoff uh, kickoff event and we play this game called Four Corners. And it is the highlight of my back to school um, event every year. And it's so fun because you're essentially putting people in corners based on maybe how many years they've been homeschooling, how far they came to the event. So then you're going to start seeing people, hey, You drove an hour. I drove an hour. Where do you live? We start making those connections with people, right? Where you're really starting to build that community. And it's not just, oh, I I met this mom and we exchanged names and that was it. It's really giving you the opportunity to make those connections with like-minded people, like you said.
0: And I just, I want to encourage the moms out there who may not live maybe on the West Coast and they live in the South or the Midwest or the, you know, the Eastern side, and they just can't make the trip to come on out that if they're going to do anything this year, it's to organize something similar to your Friday night in their area to just put it out there. Um, because I, people, people tell me all the time, if you organize it, people will come. Yes.
1: (laughs) Most definitely. It's like, that's what, that was what my, what he kept telling me last year. If you build it, they will come like field of dreams. And that has been, you know, hundred percent how it was. And I do think that that's how it is for families. Like if you're looking to build community and you don't really have a community yet, put it out there, pray about it and tell the, you know, tell the Lord, like, Hey, Lord, I'm looking for more community for myself and for my kids. And I want to do this event, whether it be a family picnic, a family barbecue, you know, something so little, um, and so simple that doesn't take a lot to put together, but the fruit that you'll get
0: from it will be huge. So I'm so glad you you added that on Friday night, and I'm so glad that um, we're able to encourage moms who can't come to at least do something similar like that in their own area. All right. So obviously, after all of these fabulous keynote speakers and sessions and this wonderful time of fellowship, where can the moms go to register to attend? And where can the listeners go uh, to either learn more about you and the convention or to find you on social media? So the website for the convention is the
1: nchc.us. So, all the sessions, speakers, vendors are all on there Friday night, ven- or excuse me, Friday night, family night details are on there as well. Um, if you use code FAMILY23, that'll give you 15% off on your ticket. And then where you can find me, I'm on social media. I'm the Slade Mama <laughs> on Instagram. <laughs> My last name is Slade, so the Slade Mama. And that's primarily where you can find me. The conventions, or excuse me, the conventions email, the conventions Instagram is the underscore NCHC. Um, So you'll see info about the convention and speakers and things that we have going on, on our Instagram too.
0: Thank you. And I'll make sure that I put all of that in the show notes so that mamas can find it and easily get to it and when i send out my email to my subscribers when i drop this episode i'll make sure all of that information with the links is in there too so now it's obvious that your convention is really going to help mamas stop doing school at home and to do more of home education So before you leave me, um, as fellow as a fellow homeschooling mama, what words of encouragement can you give to other moms who either find themselves doing school at home or who just want to start homeschooling, but they feel overwhelmed?
1: Um, I'm going to say what Andrew Pudewa says, and it's what is it? One thing. Do it one thing that's easy. Plus one or do something that's easy plus one, right? I think that's how he says it. Um, So if you're really great at going to the library and getting good books with your kids and reading to them, do that and add one more thing onto it. Um, Maybe it's, you have them recite back to you the story. Maybe they give some recitation back to you. Maybe you are just starting out and you are kind of overwhelmed. My encouragement to you would be not to buy curriculum. It would be truly to...
0: Amen. High five on that one. Go get some books from the
1: library on topics that are interesting to your kids and take them with you. Or if you have topics that you want to cover, you go to the library and pick out some great books. Um, But I would say, take it slow. Don't try and mimic the public school system. You'll quickly burn out um, and you'll realize that you'll need to find something else. And the last thing I would say would be Stay away from schedule. Stay away from detailing the times of your day. Get into a place where you can find rhythm, where your kids and you know what to expect throughout the day, but it's not on a timeline. So maybe when you wake up, you have you know, a morning time and breakfast together, and then you go do chores. Um, And then you circle back together and you do, you know, maybe your language arts, your math lesson together. And then it's play. Come up with a rhythm, not a schedule. That will be so key to your success.
0: Yep. I could not have said it better. So I'm so excited to see you in a couple of weeks. Can you remind us one more time what the dates are in July? July 21st and 22nd
1: in Rockland, California.
0: And I will see you there. All right, friends. Thanks so much, Carrie. See you soon. Good. Thank you for hanging out with me and for joining me for this little coffee break. If this is your first time joining me, make sure you check out my book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, Homeschool and Step with God. If you're new to homeschooling or you're looking for ways to simplify and streamline your homeschooling, this is a perfect book to read. You can purchase it at Amazon or at my website, coffeewithcary.org. Now if you heard something you liked or something new, then share a podcast with a friend who might need a little encouragement this week or go and sign up so that you can join me at the Northern California Homeschool Convention in July. If you haven't already, I would love for you to subscribe to Coffee with Carrie Homeschool Podcast and then take a few minutes to leave a little review. This really is the best way to help other moms find our podcast and be encouraged too. It's our prayer that my website, Homeschooling Consulting Services, podcast, and my book will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. We're praying for you. Stay healthy. God bless. And see you next time.